That guy doesn't know yeah. what the hell he's doing. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Thacker, Tanner Martin, Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be with everybody on this rainy Monday afternoon. Coming off a week in which the Sixers go 2-2, two and two, lose the Miami Heat on the road, lose the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. They come back home. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies and the Chicago Bulls back-to-back games. Furkan Korkmaz, again, like we talked about, bright spot in the last two games, dropping 32 points, 32 points back-to-back. Are you kidding me? Really impressive performance from him off the bench both games. And we're going to have a dominated show today about the Sixers talk here. Probably try to touch on some Phillies spring training coming up. And, Chris, maybe we'll dive into the Flyers at the end of the show because we haven't if talked about them. Charitable. I am uh, I'm interested now. The season's, you know. That's not true. Over, no, it's, it's over, half over now. So, oh, yeah. Getting to the end almost, sort of. So, playoff pushes on in the second half of their season. A big two weeks coming up. Big two weeks coming up. So, let's dive into the Sixers to start with the show. Um, lots of back and forth, you know, drama going on in the media. Um, a lot of people are either with or against this team. A lot of question marks surrounding the two stars, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So far, so good in the last two games. I know the road trip was horrible, but again, it's happened all season. We haven't played well on the road. It's not just this one um, lone, you know, stretch of games. And then we bounce back against two, you know, Memphis kind of middle of the pack, and then you know the Bulls are, eh. The Bulls are the yeah. Bulls. Yeah, one of the one of the uh, weaker teams in the league. But the good news is we're. Really dominant at home, 24-2 and two now after last night's win over the Bulls. So my question to start the show is, how much do you believe in this team going down the stretch? We all know they're going to make the playoffs, right? Now, where do you see us falling? Because there's a lot of um, you know, up-in-the-air talk about, are we going to be the five seed? Are we going to be the six seed? You know, Where do you think we're going to fall? We're going to have home court advantage, which is another key factor, because if we can get a top-four seed, we would have the home court advantage in the first round. And we know we all know how dominant we are at home. Now here lies here lies the underlying issue is the fact that here's the here's the reason why everybody is so frustrated about this team is the simple fact that this team is not playing up to everybody's expectations. All right, we all had the expectations coming into the season that we were supposed to be on par with the Bucks and the Celtics. Where the Bucks to the Celtics are, um, Bucks are first seed. I believe the Celtics are the third seed, if I'm not mistaken. Celtics are the third seed, and Miami is the fourth seed. So we were supposed to be up there at least around the number two, number one slot. But instead, we're at the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. We're scrambling. We're actually with last night's victory, we leapfrogged the Indiana Pacers, so now the five seed. Wow, Pacers are thirty-one and. 25. Hey, it's a step in the right direction. At least we're not going backwards. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Once again, wow. I think, I, listen, I think we're going to finish ahead of the Pacers. I think we have a better team than the Pacers. But the simple fact that Miami, who has really good young shooters and they have a star to surround them in Jimmy Butler, and also with the Boston Celtics, who for some reason, I know we've beaten them three out of four times this year, but for some reason they're just winning consistently. And um, not surprising because, you know, they're the Celtics, but at the same time, 37 wins for them with a team that has battled injuries all season long. Kind of like we we had a little bit too with with the Embiid injury, but um, I want to say this one update real fast before we keep going. Um, Embiid at practice today took his brace off. He was finally practicing for the first time without the brace on his left hand. That has cost him to uh, you know not be himself. Not making excuses here, but it's kind of difficult to play defense, block shots, you know, hand check, hand check defenders and things of that nature. He's kind of uh, babying it a little bit on the court. And last night. He actually uh, made a gesture to the crowd, telling them to uh, be quiet in a nice way. Yeah. After hitting a three from deep downtown. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, MB. Um. Yeah. You big dummy. <laughs> Not the smartest thing to incite the yeah. fans. 
Just just putting that out there. I figured you've been here long enough that you really shouldn't do that. You know what? As a matter of fact, maybe Charles Barkley was right. You know what? He maybe he was right. Maybe he was right what he said on TNT. Hold on. Maybe maybe he was onto something. You know, I picked the Sixers to get to the finals. I think they are the softest, mentally weakest team. It had a bunch of talent. They are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. Damn. They got a lot of talent. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns of the NBA, T. Do you agree with that statement? Oof. It's hard not to argue against it. It really is because, what? okay, let's compare it to the Cleveland Browns. We all sat here in August and said that the Cleveland Browns were a team on an uprise in the mm-hmm. AFC. They got all this talent. They had Odell Beckham Jr. They had Jarvis Landry. You had Johnny Manziel. People were saying Super Bowl. That's just say Johnny Manziel. Uh, Something's yeah, matter with me. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, Baker Mayfield. We there you go. To there. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a long day. Yes, they have Baker Mayfield. They had all these all these things supposedly going for them, and what happens? They turn it into a mediocre season of low expectation. Of mm-hmm. uh, well. You guys seen how the, how the season turned out. They didn't out. live up to their the hype. The expectations, exactly. And it's the same thing that's going on with the Sixers now. They're not going. They're not living up to their expectations. They're not playing up to the potential that we've seen them having. Ben Simmons was supposed to have a jump forward in his progression on offense. But instead, now we still have the same issue where he brings the ball to court and at the three-point line, everybody else is in the damn paint, even his defender, and he's just standing there looking for a pass. That's a problem. Here's one thing, T. If you're bringing the ball to the court, you're not just going to pull up from three and just shoot it with 20 seconds left on the but shot But if your clock. opposition is at the free throw line, you've got to be stupid yeah, not to I mean, it. It, it is a question that we all want answers to. Why isn't he shooting the ball? But I think one thing I will say, and Tanner, I don't know if you agree with this, I'm going to ask you. Look up, being at the game and watching how Brett Brown coaches from the sidelines and calls out the plays and seeing how they move in person, I, I think is so much different than watching on TV. And I didn't realize yeah. that because last night was my first game of the season I went to. And, you know, I'm sitting here on the show every I week and I'm saying, you know, we need to do this better. We need to do that better. But the fact of the matter is, I think the, I'm looking at, you know, who comes up to the scores table, what time, like how he's kind of rotating these players, like Matisse Stiebel's coming in here, okay. Cork Maz, okay, he's coming around the three-minute mark. You know, how is he staggering the minutes between Ben Simmons? Now, Ben usually plays almost all the first quarter. You know, we see Embiid sit. That's mm-hmm. one thing I noticed last night. Embiid goes to the bench, and another big like Norvell Pell doesn't come out. All right, we go Cork Maz and Thibel come out off mm-hmm. the bench. So we kind of have Horford yeah. be the center. And then Simmons is just out there doing his thing. And he when he when Embiid leaves the the, the first like nine minutes, and I, I I really do think, in my opinion, if we not saying we're going to sit a star or anything like that, but if I feel like we play kind of like mediocre back and forth, not like a little lackadaisical in the first nine minutes, but when, or when, the first six minutes, I should say, when MB goes to the bench, but when Simmons is out there and takes over, there's just so much more energy. And I, I feel agree. Like, I feel like to close out the first quarter, we, like last night, for example, we go on that big run, we're up like 38-25, right. score 38 points in the first quarter. Right. And one thing I did notice, I was at the Memphis game, and the first quarter, you could just see how lazy this team was. But then when the young guys come in, those are the guys that have the most heart on that court because they, they have something to show still. And those were the guys that were playing the best when I was at the Grizzlies game. And you could really tell. Thibel, I want winners. Yeah, he had a lot of energy, and he plays with his whole heart the whole game. Thibel definitely does play well. They also brought in Greg Robinson in the oh, third last man, night. That's 12 minutes he got shot 5 of 6 from the field and chipped in 10 points. I mean, 
uh, granted, like four of his shots were dunks or mm-hmm. little mini layups inside. But, but still, all that still. contributes to the energy of the team. And that's one of the things I'm talking about. Like your starters, your stars, the the ones who are supposed to be carrying this team, they're not doing their job. We're having to rely on the younger guys, the bench guys, to have to provide that spark. That shouldn't have to happen. Right. Maybe Jimmy Butler was mm-hmm. on to something. And one thing I did notice, and this also brings up uh, another question later on, is during the first half of that Memphis game, I don't have the stats right now, but Ben Simmons missed at least three or four easy layups. And he... There was a few passes from Joel to Simmons that didn't connect. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like they had the chemistry. But we know it's hard. And Simmons, yeah, Tanner, you're right. Simmons actually, and then last night goes for a triple-double. You know, 19 yeah. points, 10 boards, 10 yeah. assists. And and I'm sitting there watching the game in person. I'm like, man, there really is no reason why Embiid and Simmons could not play together. Like I'm right. sitting here on the show the pre- previous couple weeks. I'm like, oh, we got to trade one of them. And I think it's because I'm listening to all the media and all these different mm-hmm. TV shows and everything. Yeah. And the media right now, or a few days ago, the question was, which one would you rather keep? Because these players apparently can't play with one another, which I disagree with. Yeah, I, I, I can't, disagree. I completely disagree. I disagree. But there's a question, who would you rather keep and build the team around? Mm-hmm. And I took, there was a poll on my Instagram page, and 58% said they would rather have Simmons on the team and build the team around him. Wow. Wow. I, honestly, I chose Embiid. That's not a sarcastic wow, by the way. Audience. No, that's, that's not. That's T being serious. That's that's a serious wow. I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised at that only because of the simple fact that, like I said, I think Ben Simmons can be one of the greatest NBA players to ever play this game, considering his size, speed, and what he can do with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. But once again, his Achilles heel is his refusal to hit that open jump shot. His, re- yeah. his refusal to take that open jump shot, whether that be in the mid-range, whether that be three-point range, it doesn't matter at this point, but just keep the defense honest. Right. Stop having your defender be all the way in the paint or all the way inside the three-point line. Like, provide that threat. And that's the only reason why I say as of right now, if we were to say right now, I would build my team around Embiid because I know what I have Embiid. I agree. I agree. And, Max, you're on the Simmons side, correct? I am on the Ben Simmons and side. And, Chris, what do you think? I don't believe in Ben Simmons. Okay. So I'm going with Joel. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's it, it's a close one. It is really close. It, it is. really is close. I just feel like Embiid right now, the way he's playing. The, I mean, I get it. I don't want to make keep making excuses for him, but the hand. Now, I'll just s- the lack of energy is ridiculous. Though, I'll say in my that opinion. too. Yep. Yeah, because Joel does seem more injury prone. Yeah. Than Ben Simmons. It's, True. It, it's so. it's more irritating because last off season he said he was going to be the healthiest player he can be, and he was. You're gonna get like what a trainer. Apparently, and he was gonna be in shape. He's gonna yeah. subtract two Chick Fil A sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then he comes back and you know he hasn't really been at full health. He's the last guy. The one thing. Watch last night. He's the last guy down the floor every possession, and it's not just because he's inbounding the basketball. No, I mean he's literally jogs down there. He doesn't run at mm-hmm. full speed. No, um, he, he just doesn't. When he gets the ball in the post, I'm used to that killer instinct like we've seen in the past, and mm-hmm. he'll back a guy down. And last night, there really wasn't any good defenders. Cristiano Felicio and Luke Cornett were the two centers last night for oh Chicago. And I really didn't see one time where MB took them to school and just dominated and dunked over them like right. we're used to seeing. Right, exactly. Instead, it had to be Ferkman Korkmaz who scored 34 points in the game. But at the same time, I kind of expected a Joel and mm-hmm. B dominant type of night. Like, okay, you hit a three and you shush the crowd, but guess what? Yeah, we're still going to boo you because of the simple fact that we want more from you. You got to yeah. understand. Listen, athletes, 
If you happen to be listening to this, <laughs> you want to make it in the city of Philadelphia, doggone it, you better put your best foot forward. You better put your all into what you do because we put our all into what we do. We put our all into our paychecks, and when we take our paychecks, sometimes skipping bills to come see you, we expect the mm-hmm. best product that you can provide. We don't want a half-assed product. Right. So that's why we boo, because we expect more from you. Joel Embiid, being in this city, should know that. Right. Now, sit, now Embiid did have a good game last night, statistically speaking. 8-17 of 17 from the field. Shot 1-3. of three, Only took three three-pointers last night. He made one of them. He finished with 28 points and 12 rebounds. Which is impressive. To go along with five assists. So, yeah, but, it is impressive. But, but considering the fact that the opposition that you just I described, agree. he, he should, went up it against. It should have been. He, he needs to be more dominant. And I, I'm not sitting here saying I'm kind of on the side where I don't want to pick one of them anymore. I kind of just want this thing to work. Now, the one thing I will bring into question here is Brett Brown because I think he's a really good coach. I really, really do believe in Brett Brown as a coach. But one person, and I'm not, I don't remember who it was specifically, brought up this point to me that – He's been an assistant coach his whole career, and that's kind of what his mentality is in the locker room, possibly, mm. because he doesn't push. Not saying he doesn't push them. That's not the right word to use. But he doesn't get on them. You know, he doesn't get on them when they're doing poorly. You know, he's not going to yell or scream. He's like kind of like babies them. I'm not going to say like he. It's a, it's almost like a father son. You know, they're all his son type relationship. You know, I mean, I'm not going to. I don't want to use that as an example, but I'm I'm almost thinking like he's not an aggressive enough coach sometimes to really. Well, Max, can I ask you this? So. Looking beyond Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, is there really anybody on this team that you look at and you see game changers? Al Horford, maybe. Game changer? Uh, Tobias Harris? Not Al Horford. Maybe. <laughs> Tobias Harris went 9 of 17 against. Like, Memphis. I don't see anybody on this team beyond Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And I don't look at them and say, you're going to help win me a championship. Listen, Tobias Harris and Al Horford so, are getting paid like game changers, but no, I, I yeah, don't no, think. I don't I'm not saying. I'm not going to. I don't think the right word to use would be game changer. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think they you understand are. understand what I'm saying I, to you? I know, you know, going back to the past is useless, but if you just add 400K to a con- to Tobias's contract, that's Jimmy Butler right there. Jimmy Butler, how many games did Jimmy Butler by himself win last it's year? Ridiculous. I know, it's ridic- it, it is ridiculous. So it's a good, a good yeah, I'll tell you, good, a good segment right there. Thank Way you. to go intro I, with that. I, I, I know, I know. I'm getting better at it. You know, I like it. What's done is done. Nothing can be, can be done about it, but mm-hmm. I just feel like, We'll never Let, know. Let Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler walk. Right. I, I don't feel like that's. It. And I know there's the whole thing about him and Joel Embiid didn't get along. But winning cures everything. We'll never. We'll never know what the real. I, did I, he want to be here? We don't know. Did, did he not? He, did he just want to go to Miami? It seemed we like know. he it really embraced it here. Well, it seemed like he yeah, was like it's a shame. We'll Maybe he know. put on a, uh, an act. I don't know. Tobias Harris. I'm not going to quit. I'm not. No. I'm not. First of all, that's not. The, that's not a good word to use either. Quit. But I'm not going to quit. Tobias Harris. I'm not going to quit on this guy, all right? I mean, he's getting paid 180 million. We all know he's overpaid, but I, I just I feel like if he was the fourth guy, like kind of how he was last year, mm-hmm. behind Butler and Simmons and Bead, right? He can flourish in that kind of role, yeah. Um, and I think that he can kind of create his own shot. And I, I think he's he, one thing I've I've seen a lot of him this year is take a bunch of tough two pointers. You know, I, I, he's not the best three point shooter, and that's my thing. Like, I, I don't, I don't remember when exactly I said that, but I said that that was Tobias Harris's game from the beginning. You want to utilize him more as a mid range shooter, mm-hmm. somebody get him those open looks, right? Like, okay, if you're struggling from three and you need some points. Well, okay, you got Tobias Harris. Let's start mm-hmm. utilizing him inside that three point line. Let's hook him up in the post because for the most part. If he goes up against a small forward that's bigger than him, he can use his utilize his speed and his finisher his finishing at the rim. But if he goes up against somebody that's you know smaller than him, he can post them up. 
and fade over top of him. Like, that's the thing with Tobias Harris. You can utilize him in a number of ways. The problem is I'm not seeing him being utilized the way at least I envision seeing him in this offense. And to your point, going back to coaching, I seriously think, like, I'm, I don't see this team going to the finals. So let's no, just scratch that right now. Not at all. You really, we seriously need to look at coaching at this point. We need to look at Brett Brown and say okay. to ourselves, is he really the coach that's going to take us over the don't, top? Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's doing a great job. But if you give a coach, hey, sculpt me something with this crap, it's still going to be crap. But the problem is he's I not being sculpted I, with this crap. Is, he's being sculpted not, with, a, with two not, potential all-stars. Yeah, they, yeah they true, are all, true. Yeah. Tobias Harris, oh. who's the star. Uh, Al Horford, uh, who's supposed to be better than what he is now. And you yeah. kind of sort of have a half-decent bench. But you're not... You, you, we we released, still have to I, I think he, I think Max would disagree with you on that. But we released Trey Burke recently. Why? We weren't utilizing him. Trey Burke probably had the most potential on our bench. I would have kept Trey Burke over uh, Neto, I'll tell you that right Easily. now. Easily. Yeah. Uh, not that it's not going to make a difference. I mean, that's not going to be the difference between winning no. between a, one playoff round compared to another playoff round. You know, it's not going to make any difference. But I will say this. One thing I look at, the minutes of these players and starters, like I'm like, – as as football season ends here, I'm trying to get into like full speed ahead with the Sixers, and I'm trying to figure out why. You know, there has to be a reason why we're so bad on the road compared to home. There has to be a reason why we're only the fifth seed, and we can point to so many different things. But the minutes for these guys, as we look through, the, as I look through the box scores here, are kind of relatively the same. They're all they're all. I mean, Simmons plays the most minutes, hands down, of any player on the right. team. And then you have Embiid around thirty, you have Horford, Harris around thirty, and the fact that Jay Rich is working his way back from injury still. He's coming off the bench, so Shake Milton's been starting, and he kind of he kind of gets around 15 minutes per game. And and Cork Miles has been like playing more minutes because one he's playing better, but two he I he, you know I guess Brett Brown just trusts him more, which we all should. I mean I'm not saying Shake Milton is a great player, but that's just how Brett Brown's been doing it. He's been starting. Right. And I want to say this: Al Horford last night scored zero points, and he takes six shots. Two of them for, are from downtown. I know it's just one game, but for example, two games ago. He takes 17 shots against the Bucks on the road, like 17 shots compared to six. Mm-hmm. Then you got Tobias Harris last night. He takes nine shots in a win at home. He only right. takes nine, and in a in a loss against Milwaukee, he takes 23 shots. So yeah, that's Simmons or, or Embiid, who usually takes the most shots on on our team, he shoots six of 26 against the Bucks last night. He goes eight of 17. So. I don't know if if this is just how the game flow is, but I feel like when everybody kind of has their fair share of looks and shots, and it's more evenly distributed, it's not top-heavy. Mm. Simmons, for example, against Milwaukee takes only six shots. Like, Ben Simmons has – I know he doesn't shoot the ball, but he has to take more than six shots. What did I He's fu- one of your best players. What did I fuss about in the, um, in the series against the Raptors last season about Ben Simmons and his lack of shots? The and fact that he doesn't shoot, in period. Not not only that, but it was the amount of shots that he did shoot. The fact that he didn't shoot that many shots. So that's my thing. Like he picks and chooses when mm-hmm. he wants to get involved in this offense. If you were, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I completely agree with you. I feel as though if this team is more balanced, if this team takes their equal amount of shots, I feel like this team can be dangerous. The dangerous team just, that we yeah. expected. This, when this, I look this at season. road compared to home, when I look at good teams compared to bad teams that we play. It's staggering where you look at Horford uh, two games ago against Milwaukee, or three games ago now. Horford, Harris, and Embiid, right? We got 17 shots, 23 shots, and 26 shots. The rest of the team, Simmons, six shots. Shea Milton, six shots. Scott, three shots. Shayok, three shots. 
and Thibel three shots. I mean, it's all top heavy. And I feel like, like last night, for example, when Tobias shoots five of nine, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I just feel like when the ball is spread out, you know, more evenly and everybody kind of gets their own shots and everybody's incorporated, even guys like Thibel getting looks off the bench and Cork Moss, obviously, getting looks off the bench. We play so much better. And I don't know if that's just because, well, the home atmosphere or, or what. I mean, I guess the road is, is just giving us problems right now. Like all season long it has been. But I feel like when you see these stats that we're all looking at, there has to be something behind it. There has to be there has to be something behind it. How Horford's played 835 career games. Mm-hmm. Last night was the first time in his career he, had, he didn't score a single point. That's and a we still won. We, I mean, we beat, still beat the Bulls pretty easily. He gets paid way too much money to have zero points. I'm way just, too much money. I'm trying to figure out. Um, I'm just trying to figure things out here. I mean, I think it looks to me like when Horford doesn't take that many shots and he's not incorporated in the offense, not not incorporated, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have that big of a role in the offense. We, we win more basketball games. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris not taking 23 shots like Embiid or Simmons probably should have closer to that when he takes his you know 10 to 12 shots a game. Mm-hmm. Right. He's more efficient. So you're just saying we're paying these guys this money just to be another body on the court. I think we're well. Listen, we're, we're definitely overpaying these guys. We all know that. <laughs> Harris, Harris yeah. getting paid $180 million is absolutely ridiculous. And I think Al Horford getting paid 107 is even more ridiculous compared to the, the contributions he's given to this team. But I think, listen, the way the role, the way the NBA works nowadays is if you don't give these guys the money, they won't come here. Right. Now it's flat out like how it is. But yeah. I do think that looking beyond the money, because Tanner, that's actually a really good point. You know, the money is kind of ridiculous. So you don't want Al Horford like not having a role in the offense. You don't want him taking six shots and getting paid $107 million. But I think it, in order to, for us to make a big run down the stretch here, that might be have to be how it works. You might have to have Embiid take around 20 shots a game. You might have to have Simmons, in my opinion, take around 15 shots. Tobias, maybe 12. And Horford, maybe, you know, 8 to 10. And I'm not saying that's how it's going to work on every on a nightly basis. Everything's going to be different. Mm. But I tell you what, I don't care how many threes Corkmont shoots. I mean, get him the get him the three point looks, man, because he's knocking them down. You know what? After all this, I'm looking forward to February 16th because that's the All Star game, mm. and I want to see how Embiid plays with a full court of stars, and how Simmons is a reserve, but how he plays surrounded by stars. And mm. will Embiid play as lazy as he does, which is doubtful? Then he plays with the Sixers. Then on this All Star team, mm. that's a good point. And I, the effort that they both put forward, I think so. Too. I think with the additions of Robinson, who we've only seen a cup of coffee with so far, and Burks, <laughs> who hasn't even played in a single game. But I think if I could just get like a solid six minute spurt out of MB, just open the game, for example, before he goes to the bench, just give it your all effort, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you the, I'll give Take you the break, out, coach. We have Al Horford in there to to play the backup center role so to speak yeah. um and i just think just give me just give me even if it has to be five minutes just yes. give me all out because when he goes all out he's unstoppable we yes. know that you know every season we're talking about we just need one more piece and then in the off season we give two pieces away we only get one and we're always looking for that one extra person and this team needs to figure that out yeah i, I agree i but, think listen to you real quick i think mm-hmm. if you people are, that i've talked to are saying take out horford out of the starting lineup but who are you going to replace him with? I, that's the thing, and I'm looking at these names here. I don't, I don't want to mess with Cork Miles right now because I don't want to give him starting role. I mean, I, he's doing so well in his relief in his backup role here, coming off the bench. I mean, he's, I don't want to mess with that, you know, because yeah, he's, he's got so, something to fight for still right now. Okay. I don't know if Thibel is ready to step up and take that starting spot yet. Mm-hmm. I had to see. I know Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson have both started with the Warriors this season based on the fact that how many injuries they have. So right. they've had starting experience this season. Right. So we'll see how they come in and play their role, and if you know. If they play well, 
you know, when they come come in here down the stretch of the season, maybe you consider putting them in because Jay Rich, hopefully he'll get back, his stamina will get built back up right. and he can step back into that two-guard spot. But the one name that I guess, I can't believe I'm even saying this, that you mm-hmm. could start at the four instead of Horford might be Mike Scott. I know he's had a, a oh, pretty no! dreadful season so far, yeah. shooting the ball-wise especially, but I, I, I think he just gives one thing that he can't take away from the guy is the effort he brings. I mean, he's always diving all over the court. Diving for loose balls, playing good defense, and he's a kind of that one of those bodies where he's a stretch. He can kind of play the stretch four because he's six nine and a yeah. power forward, and he's big enough to defend, you know, bigger players on the other team. So I think, not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just trying to think how do we get this starting lineup to progress. Now, where's Kyle Quinn been? I know, I know I'm not. He his saying. wife had uh, twins, okay. so he was away from the team right. for personal yeah. reasons. Oh, so lost a strong back then, huh? Okay. Yep. Yep. See. What a great experience. Yeah. I didn't know when I said that like months ago that was going to keep getting brought up. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. What are you going to do? You know what are you going to do? But I think the fact that Burks does. and Robinson are in here now, who who loses playing time here? I think Neto will lose playing time. Pell probably lose some playing time, and I think Shake Milton is going to lose playing time as well when Burks because Burks is a shooting guard and. I think uh, Robinson's kind of a, a small forward slash shooting guard. So I think when these guys get get more incorporated in the sixer type of offense and the defense that they play, mm. I think Milton will lose some minutes. And we're looking at maybe a rotation of you know nine to ten guys. Mm. Mm. You understand what I'm saying to you? My thing is this: like going back to what you said about you know coaching and you know having that father son relationship. See, that's the thing. Like with young players, I've always felt as though they need an old school coach. Like one of them old school coaches that really don't care about They'll jump your, right on your back. About your feelings. Mm-hmm. Listen here, I'm trying to bring the best out you, son. Mm-hmm. And the only way I'm gonna bring the best out you, I'm going to stay on your ass. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I, I don't I'm not gonna coddle these players. I'm not gonna, you know, all hug them and whatnot. Yeah, I don't care for that stuff. I'm going to beat the living crap out you to bring the best out you. And I think Brett Brown might be a little bit too soft for his young team. I think he's too soft, too. And, and I throw that out there with the father-son relationship because I'm, everybody's kind of getting on Brett Brown, too. I mean, the fact that they're saying, you know, he's not the right guy for this job, I'm not saying that it's the case, but I am going to say this. If Brett Brown loses in the second round three years in a row, He's going. He's going. He got to go. It's got to be time for him go. to go. See you. And I think that you know Brett Brown could have easily been fired after that road trip. But again, do you really want to have somebody else come in here and incorporate a whole new system halfway through the season when we're making a playoff push? Well, no, you're not going to. Sometimes gonna, it works. Not halfway. Well, no, 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 no. You're not going to change up. I mean, it worked for Cleveland when they when they fired their coach and they brought in Tyron David Lee. Blatt and they fired right. fired him and like, brought in Tyron. That worked for that situation, but they have LeBron, so that's a that's a spe- that's an exceptional situation. But no, I'm not going to change coaches in the in the middle of a season. I'm going to ride out with Brett Brown. But best believe, because this season has been underwhelming and I had certain expectations coming into the season, I expected my Star players who were drafted here to take a step forward mm-hmm. and they didn't. I expected development out of my younger players and they haven't. Markel yeah. Fultz, who we traded, who now all of a sudden looks like a halfway decent player. Mm-hmm. Where where is this coming back to? Coaching. Yeah. I'm sorry. Brett Brown might have been good for 
the whole um, tanking experience that the Sixers went through. But now that we're trying to win, I think it's time to bring in an actual head coach. If, that this, knows if the doing. case is we lose in the first round or lose in the second round this upcoming postseason, He's gotta go. then he will be gone. But here's the thing. I believe what you said to you, a good point that you brought up with the whole LeBron factor with the Ty Lue thing. That's why it worked. But you're going to need a full off season with these two budding stars in Simmons and Embiid to get on the same page with this coach. And hopefully this coach you know, lights a fire under them, unlike Brett Brown, who, as we've seen with the public eye, coddles them a little bit, like yeah. you said. So uh, one guy I want to throw out there, a lot of people are saying that he could be a name to possibly re- replace Hmm. Brett Brown in the offseason is Mark Jackson. Hmm. Who kind of started the whole Clay Thompson splash brother thing with Steph Curry and then got fired and then Steve Kerr took that dynasty and ran with it. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Kerr pretty much picked up picked up, you know, the picked play. up the pieces, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, it was no pieces. they were whole pieces. Whole the beautiful gold pieces. Pieces. Yes. Sixers Mark. Sixers have a decent schedule coming up here. We got the Clippers tomorrow night at home, they which do. I guess is at least it's at home. And then we got a big a big break with the uh, All Star break coming up, and then we're right back at it with the Milwaukee Bucks on the road again. So That's you know, cool. hopefully we enjoy our time off here because listen, these guys, if you want to win, then you got to put the work in for it. You know, you got to spend this break together. Brett Brown and the guys they get they need to be in a gym somewhere, in court, especially incorporating the new guys. You know, Burks and. Robinson, who, you know, they're not big time names, but they need to be, be they need to be key shooters off the bench for us. And if you're going to be listening to the media, you best believe that you better take that ammo and you better use it yeah. to your advantage. Don't be telling the fans to shush. Yeah. Milwaukee's playing insane, by the way. Chris, do you know Milwaukee's record? Forty-seven and seven. Forty-five and seven. Forty-five and seven. That was a very good team. Seven seven losses. That's it. Single-digit losses, Chris. You piece of Swiss cheese. We're talking basketball, and they have singles. Yes, that's absolutely ridiculous. All right, Giannis is just a freak of nature. All right, he's a problem. It's really impressive, and and the fact that here, look, Toronto loses Kawhi, and they're still the two seed right now. Yeah, I don't. I I don't understand that. Yeah, the clip man. Yeah, and the Lakers are very underwhelming, which is kind of what I predicted. But, you know, I mean, they're still, what, fifth, first seed? Sixth? No. I in believe the, the Lakers are the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers, the Lakers are the first seed in the West. They're the first seed? Yeah, they're the yeah, first seed in the West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not surprised. About. Not surprised. Talk about underwhelming, T. First seed. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they're 39 Shut and 12. Up. 39 okay. and 12. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> Well, the well. fact is, the fact is, T, like you said earlier in the show, they're not going to be NBA champions this year. Nah. But um, what, what in your mind would be a success as this season, you know, draws closer to the end? If you at least make it to the conference finals, which I think is at this point looks like a, a like, like long a, shot. Yeah. yeah, that looks almost as hard. But as if you even if, if you even sniff the conference finals, I'll be I'll be shocked. So if you say we get to the conference finals and play whoever we play, it doesn't really matter. No, if we can get to the conference finals, what do you do with Brett Brown? No, I think right now this is just Brett Brown trying out for another team. It's Honestly. possible. Yeah. So regardless, he's regardless, gone. Regardless, yeah, regardless, I, I, unless he wins the NBA championship, which is Not so far fetched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if he wins a championship, yeah. it's far fetched. Yeah. But if he wins, hell, yeah. he's going to stay here. The chances of him winning an NBA Finals at this point <laughs> is the same chances of, as me getting signed to the Philadelphia Eagles. It just ain't happening. All I'm right, just yeah, I think, I don't know. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, you never but know uh, you're you're right. You're right. You never know with the Sixers, not with T. Uh, I mean, <laughs> unless I would like to uh, walk on uh, trial. <laughs> <in a few weeks. laughs> man, look, I'm too old, man. I'm, I'm too out of shape. old, T. Jesus I'm out of shape. I didn't listen. I didn't. Sorry. Nope. Nope. What the hell is going on? Mm-mm. I'm done. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, so we'll check back. This team has the All Star break coming up, so we're gonna talk. We'll talk next week. Talk about the Clippers game, and and hopefully when this thing is all said and done, especially after this All Star break specifically, maybe they go on a stretch run here. Mm. Maybe we'll maybe. see. I do think some some changes need to be made, and if Al Horford continues to struggle like he has been, you got to consider moving him to the bench. I know he's getting paid a lot of money, but you need some more. Uh, you need some more shooters out there, and he just simply hasn't been able to knock down three-point shots this year. I think in terms of – this is just my vote. If you are going to move um, Al Horford to the bench, this is just my vote, and this may be premature. Maybe he might be a little too young, like you said, but I would put Matisse Theibel into that starting position. Do you think Matisse is ready for that uh, role? From a defensive standpoint, from what he's shown I don't me, think he contributes enough offensively to earn big-time minutes. All, well, he's a 3-and-D type of player. Like, he's going to – like, he's not – He's not a Furkman court mods where he's going to just take the ball and he's going to you know right. handle the ball and he's knock shoot down the ball shot. Free yeah. will. That's not his job. That's exactly. not going to be his role. His role is going to be to stand in the corner and if you're open, shoot that three mm-hmm. in the lock down whoever we put you up on for that night. Mm-hmm. That's his job. And you know that is one of the things where this where this team does still need help with is on the defensive side of the ball. I don't so, disagree. I think if you stagger the minutes correctly and throw, if you put Matisse in the starting lineup, you're not going to give him. The 30 no. minutes. You're not going to give him maybe not even 20, 25 eh, minutes. You might give him 22, You might give him 20 minutes. Like you, might, you might give him 20 minutes, right? You might. But if you stagger the minutes well as far as incorporating other bench guys right. and not burn him you know, for 25 minutes a game, right. then I like what you're saying there. I think it's a good idea. For example, last night Sheik Milton started at the two-guard. He only played 13 minutes, mm. and there was one, two, three, four guys off the bench that played more minutes than him. Yep. So I don't disagree, and I also think it's a, it could be a good idea just to have Horford come off the bench as a six man, as a veteran guy, knows his role now down the stretch. Agree. And when you put him in there in the playoffs, he can defend and play well on the opposing big of the other team, and also spell Joel Embiid yep. when he uh, when he needs it. Oh yeah! Again, like I said earlier, can I get a a good five minute productive run from Embiid? Just just all out, and then here here comes Horford in for you. For the end of the quarter. Yep, that's all I need. That's really all need I really need. Yeah. Like I need to see that run effort. the floor. He doesn't run the floor. He kind of waddles like a penguin. <laughs> he just doesn't run the floor. I'm yelling at him in the crowd. Run the floor, and he's not listening. <laughs> that's he's funny. slow, man. He just doesn't play with a lot of energy. <laughs> he, the only funny. time he gets up is if it's a. First of all, it has to be home game. He's not going to get up for a big game on the road. If you're playing the Lakers, the Clippers. Tomorrow night on national television at home, fine. You know, I'll I'll go off and be great. But when we're playing the Bulls at home, you know, I'm not going to give that all that kind of energy. Bunch of low lights. Going to keep shushing the crowd every time I make a big basket. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm all sixered out for today. Here, let's transition. All right, let's go. Uh, I want to I want to just bring up this Phillies um, possibly trading for Chris Bryant rumor that's going around town. Um, <laughs> Scott Kingery's been rumored in this deal. Bless you. And, uh, <laughs> Scott Kingery's been rumored in this deal, and I'm not 100% sure I want to part no, with him, no, Chris. Uh, no, no, no. Great utility. No, guy. no, no. You don't no, think? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Want, Chris, I feel, look, 
I might be wrong, but I feel like Chris Bryant's glory days are behind him. Well, look, I'm not because I th- that's also going ridiculous. to include Alec Baum. I, I that's what I see. Yes, I definitely would uh, and include Alec. I, no, I'm not giving up Alec Baum, hmm. and um, maybe even Spencer Howard. No, no, as, no, no, no. As we need pitching, we don't have any pitching. We no, need yeah. I know. I uh, we're on the same page I'm tell- here. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm just telling you what the cub the Cubs are going to go. We want that. We want that for our big Chris Bryant here. We want that and that yeah. and that. And no. No, I don't want Chris yeah. Bryant here. I don't okay. want him here. I don't want him here. So, <laughs> I think we're all on the same here, page. Here yeah, is much. my thing about this. What's your thing about this? Um, I'm not saying trade Scott Kingery. Please don't. Um, but mm-hmm. here's my one thing. Scott Kingery, as of right now, is probably your third baseman. And we've been to enough games Can and we've reach seen enough games. <laughs> Scott Kingery just doesn't have the defensive skills or the arm strength, like you just mentioned, to, mm-hmm. to, to play third base at an everyday role. Okay, he was decent at it last year because he didn't have to play third every game. You had Franco there for a little bit. It was terrible. But here's the thing. You put him in there as your everyday third baseman, mm. I think you're going to have a serious, serious problem. You got you, Just wait a year. You got a solid third baseman coming up soon. Just yeah, wait. But a, can we wait another year? Just wait though. a damn year. Uh, Chris, <laughs> That's the damn problem. You, you can't know, wait I this damn soon. You, yeah, exactly. I don't think you know these Phillies fans. No. We don't. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I have a cooler head about it. <laughs> Even though I'm the one, I, I'm trying right to now. tell you hey, guys, we want winners. Damn it! Patience is a virtue. All right. If you come out and say, as a GM, and say, "Listen, Phillies fans, we're gonna wait. A we're year. gonna wait another year." The last thing Look they want to do. Look at this guy is, I drafted for you. Give ridiculous. him a sec. I think he definitely considered a Chris Bryant deal, depending on oh, who's God. included. Because here's the thing: you get Kutch and Bryce, then you get Bryant. You have DD. You have Kingery at second, depending Andrew, on if you trade him or not. Hoskins, re-sign Real Musso. You see, boom, baby, we're in business. Now we're just out. saying look, names, if, though. We don't know how they're going to play. Look, exactly. Look, they're all, they're Max, all, what, did I, what did I keep saying? What about your last, boy Reese? Max, okay, if I'm if my arm is getting twisted into a deal and I have to make a deal, I'm starting with Reese Hoskins. You're going to trade Reese Hoskins? Yeah. Who's going to play first base? Oh. Stick some dude over there. Some dude. Who? He, some dude. Hey, hey, guy outside. Can you hear me? You want to play first base? <laughs> You want to play first base for the Phillies? <laughs> Get out there. Play first base for the Phillies. We're hey, trading Reese hey, Hoskins. You, you know what? what I'm Have you ever seen Moneyball? You know yes. his name's Scott Hatterberg? Yes. Yeah, I, look, I know he was a catcher. Hey, stick him in first hey, base. Chris. All you got to do is catch the damn ball. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> what? That was a movie. It was a great movie. Hey, yeah, it was, it was a real story. Yeah, I, I agree, but, uh, you know, Chris Pratt's not going to come over about here this guy? and play first base. Hey, sir, do you want to play first base for the Phillies? He's hustling over you catch a ball? Sometimes we recruit people from outside the studio. <laughs> well, we're trading Reese Hoskins, so we better yeah. start now. We are breaking I'm the not, fourth wall. I'm not. Tra- I'm not trading Spencer Howard. I'm not trading Alec Boehm. I'm not trading Scott Kingery. Oh, I don't want to trade Reese Hoskins. Alec Boehm is the player you hope turns into be Chris Bryant. Yeah. So why wouldn't you trade Alec Boehm in a deal? Because oh, you get the what you, you get what you wanted in the, yeah, in but, the first place. But you get a, is Chris but, Bryant still Chris Bryant? Shut He's still yeah. young. He's old. Wow. Let me get on this right now. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm going to bring. What up, is he? 27. I'm going to bring. 27. 28? 28 years old. 28? I'm going to bring up something that I said last year. Just got, you, man. It was prime. He's, he's, in got, his, he's got a solid two, three years left, maybe. 
Max, last year Alex was a, Bohm is what, 20? Elite, elite third basemen are different. He doesn't have to be running Max, all around the outfield. Max, last year was a prime example of what I said last year, that you ch- you cannot just throw superstars together and hope for a miracle. Bryce, that's exactly Bryce what and we Chris Bryant are tight last fellas. year. What, he was MVP, what, three seasons ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three seasons ago. Okay. It's not that it's not that long ago. Three Chris. seasons ago. Look, I know. Chris Bryant's the only player ever to be minor league player of the year, then NL rookie of the year, and then MVP. Hey, you want to know what all those things have in common? They're in the past. <laughs> <laughs> they are in the past. <laughs> Quit no, yucking my yacht. But here's the one thing. I, I, here's I'm, my point. I'm concerned about the 2020, 2021, 2022 Phillies. We all know we don't have the pitching to compete with the t- other powerhouses in the league. So no, here's the thing. We just got to outslug everybody else. <laughs> you add Chris Bryant to the lineup? Yeah, we tried to outslug everybody else last year. We ran into a couple injuries. Reese really let us down. Kutch tears his ACL. Herrera beats this girl up or whatever. Oh. So. Wow! <laughs> We're just going to make light of that shit? Oh, well, hey, look, it's the truth. What's it's the matter the with you? Listen, it's the truth. That's what happened. Uh, we were hoping he'd be our center fielder every day. What is the matter with He's you? Out He's out there. Swiss cheese. Doing, doing things he shouldn't be doing. You can't just say wow. stuff like you that's, yo, man. That's three <laughs> starters. That's three starters <laughs> that should have been playing every day for us, and we couldn't rely on them Look, to produce. Oduble was running on fumes anyway. If yeah, we I add Brian to the lineup, we signed Deidre Gregorius. We, for, for some reason, we haven't signed Real Muto, but we're re-signed JT. Oh, Hoskins need to step up. <laughs> And look where we're at. Bryce in the middle of that lineup. That is a powerhouse lineup. That is like the Braves lineup last year. Okay. Can't, uh, look, I know I'm trying to like fit square pegs and round holes here. Like, what's the big deal about? Can we just put Segura at third? Maybe? Uh, that, hey, just hey that's King what I was second. saying earlier. Just, just stick King in second. A couple Jared, months ago. So Jared, this is, you're on to something. So if we don't make a trade, this is how it's going to be. Kutch, and then what? Hazley, everyday center fielder. Oh, jeez. Bryce and Wright, and then what? You have Segura. Gregorius Kingry at say, second. Say this slower, dude. It's late. Cutch and left. <laughs> everyday you. left fielder. Okay. I don't care how old he is. He's your everyday left That's fielder. That's cool. Your everyday center fielder, because Herrera's not as coming a- back, is Adam Hazley. Is Adam Hazley. I, d- dude, I mean, as, he's gone back like We're going to get some year, other guys out there in the. I, I think Hazley can hang. I think Hazley can hang in the Roman Quinn possibly platoon out there in center. Oh, I don't injured. know why I'm saying that. Roman actually. Quinn is injury prone. And yeah, then some true. guy named Bryce Harper. I hate right field. Bryce and Ryder. Yeah, that guy can't All right. a ball. And then what? You're saying <laughs> go straight. You're saying so, he he played well defensively last year. Yeah. He, was a, he was a finalist. At, at the end of, he was a finalist the, for the Gold Glove. Tanner went on a whole rant based off of Bryce Harper. He was Harper. a top three finalist in Gold Gold Glover last year. So give him a break. All right, Look, Max, don't deny that part Whatever. of that is because of his it's name. I mean, this guy's but, got a poster, and he's going to get a tattoo of Bryce Harper soon. All right, all right. <laughs> let's not go overboard okay. here. Let's not go overboard. Okay, call me crazy. But if you can manage to play shortstop at a level that's acceptable, don't you think he can handle third base? Are you talking about Gene? Yes. We know it's yeah. hard. You said he would. Right? I think, listen, if, you're, if, if I have to pick between Kingery and Segura at third base, I'm probably going to pick Segura. Yeah. I think he's better fit for we the third base. We don't need Chris Bryant. <laughs> no, we don't need him, but I mean. Crap-ass Vargas. <laughs> hey, let's bring him back. Jeez. Cut that one. You're not going to hear that one again. <laughs> Not gonna hear me say that ever again. Yeah. Hey, we might as well just put Vince Velasquez in center field if we there have a problem go. with Dude, that. Hey, guys got a cannon. <laughs> Scott, can you play every guys day? Second hey, base, Jake. Can you play first base? Uh, I don't know. We'll have we'll, to look uh, into somebody that. walking by right now. So <laughs> I'll keep you updated. We're on that. still breaking the fourth damn wall around this place. But, you, this yeah. man really wants to trade Reese Hoskins. Why? I said if 
I was forced to trade for Chris Bryant. It's starting with Reese Hoskins. The only Who's forcing you? <laughs> some <The dude>. fans. <laughs> the only way I'm trading Reese Hoskins is I, I get some unbelievable pitcher in, in return. That's the only way I'm, I'm moving a Reese Hoskins. Oh, no, no. Your, your return is Chris Bryant, you know. With all the but I need more than Chris he, Bryant if I'm all, giving up a Reese Hoskins. Did you hear everything that he got from Max here? Let me tell you something right now. If you go, if you go for your starting rotation, you go Aaron Nola, then you go Zach Wheeler, number two, Arietta with his bounce back season. Hopefully, and put air quotes around that. Hopefully, Arietta bounces back as a number three starter. But you still have Eflin, and then you don't even have a number five starter. Who's going to be your fifth starter? Did Nick you say Pavetta? Vince Velasquez already. We, Vince Velasquez. Is, I'd rather have him in the bullpen. I don't want him oh, as a fifth starter. Oh, don't get me wrong. He'd be great in the bullpen. The but, only reason he is the fifth starter is because we don't have another option, which is what we need. We should have went out and signed another pitcher. I mean, how far is – no, no. <sighs> no. We're running into the same issues that we had last year with your scenario. The same damn issues. Oh, don't – it's not Max's fault. Chill. <laughs> but Here's the problem. You want to add, add on to the problems that we have in Philly sports. We still don't have any bullpen help. I mean, listen, there's so many question marks. Sir Anthony, is he's the elbow okay? Sir, I think Sir Anthony's going to – Bounce back. Hopefully, I think he's our closer because we all know T. Especially, we don't Hector Neris close. God no! Oh, oh my God he no! He wasn't that oh, bad. We want last Sir year. Anthony close. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's got the best arm. And listen, Robertson, we just basically what do we blow like fifteen million on him? You know whatever. what I'd rather do? I'd rather rake leaves than to watch Hector Neris be the closer for the Philadelphia Phillies. All right. Tell you the truth, Dude, Max. Board, huh? Last time I saw uh, Robertson, he was saying hi to us at the Philly Stadium and not playing. Yeah, so he's not going to be. He had Tommy John surgery. He's not going to play this yeah. year, probably at all. Great, that's all I'm saying. great. So well, at least we have Adam Morgan out there to help us out. Yeah. Hey, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. You're right. He actually wasn't that bad. He's one of our better relievers, and that's saying something. That's how bad our bullpen is. <laughs> yes. Think about this for a minute, too. Here's got, the one him? good piece of good news I will say to you guys. We have Joe Girardi who knows what he's doing. Hey, you're not wrong. All yeah, right, that's true. he knows how to wrong. work the lineup. He's not going to have. All, he's not going to have Bryce Harper hitting leadoff. I'll tell you that much. Oh God. Bryce Harper will not hit leadoff. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. Kapler last year hitting leadoff. He only did that like once or twice. That's my problem. Like you can't. You, it's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. And no. and Capital, or Capital? excuse me, Girardi. Knows how to work a, a rotation, and he knows how to work a bullpen. He just needs the right guys to do it. That's all. Did, does does he have a World Series? Am I? I I'm drawing as a manager. Yes, as a yeah, manager. Yeah, he beat us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember right. that? Yeah, remember that series? Yeah, I do. I do. I, he, has, I, I forgot, he has some as a as a I, player too. I, He's got as a player and as a manager. I forgot he was the. the mm. Yep. Come on, man. Look, I knew he was on the managing the Yankees. Hey, man, do me a favor. It's late. Stay off the weed. I can turn that off. You know? <laughs> All right, before we uh, move on here, uh, T or Tanner, Duh. anything else on the fills or anything else you guys want to get to before I dive into a little Flyers talk with Chris? Well, I, I wanted to bring up the Mookie Betts stuff. Go too. ahead. Mookie Betts, go right ahead. Okay, so, like, you know, Mookie Betts is going to the Dodgers, and here's everything that the Dodgers are getting in exchange for Mookie Betts. Outfielder Alex Verdugo. Okay, I've heard the name. Good player. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he could be our everyday center fielder if he wants to come to the Phillies. Shortstop prospect uh, Jeter Downs. What a name! I know. What a great name. I wish I, my name was Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs. I bet you you do. That is something cool, T. Yeah, I bet you you would. <laughs> and uh, you, cow- you damn Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, and, and, Jeter, the best shortstop ever? Mm. Uh, just change his name. You to piece Bryce of Swiss Jeter. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and catcher slash infielder prospect 
Connor Wong. Okay. That's what they are getting for Mookie Bet or that's what the Red Sox are getting in exchange yeah. for Mookie Betts. For a second, we thought it wasn't going to go through. No, I know. We thought it something was, was happening. It was really weird. Well, Someone. here's another thing. They're going to get David Price as well, mm-hmm. the Dodgers I'm talking about, and half of his salary is going to get paid off to the Dodgers. Three teams I look at as by far powerhouses above the rest of the league this year. I'll start with the Yankees, and then I'll go Dodgers. And then I'll throw in the Twins because the Twins get Donaldson. They're trading for or signing Rich Hill. They're trading for Kevin Maeda. They're just throwing guys in there. In there the Twins help, backed hopefully. out of that uh, the first deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, but then they get Kevin Maeda. That's what I just mentioned. Yeah. The the reliever that was going to be traded, and as far as I can tell, he's still with the Twins organization. His name is Bristar Gatrell, and that's that's the guy I was telling you about. Who, um, what position? Uh, he's a relief pitcher. Okay. Um, the Red Sox backed out of it because he would have been going to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. But the Red Sox were concerned about his injury history. He had um, he had Tommy John surgery in 2016, mm-hmm. and he had some, quote, shoulder problems in 2019. Is it me, or is Yankees-Dodgers World Series inevitable? Yankees-Dodgers? <laughs> I mean, look at these rosters compared to the rest of the league. Oh, yeah, that would be your dream World Series. They got, <laughs> there's going to be a six-man you. <laughs> Yeah, that's they why got, you're sitting over there laughing and smiling. T, t, tell me I'm wrong, though. Tell me I'm wrong. No one was talking about the Nationals at this time last year. True. true. That's very true. That's, all a, of, that's, all. that's another team that apparently is in on Chris Bryant, which if that becomes oh, a thing. Geez. All I'm um, saying is, is if Dodgers-Yankees happen, Max is going to be the only one there like <laughs> at every damn game, front row. You're just going to see him with a big ass sign. Just <laughs> you know what? I'm not. I'm not a huge Dodgers fan, but after they got screwed out of two World Series from two teams that were cheating, I feel like they kind of deserve one. They mm-hmm. they, they went there back to back, but yeah, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just saying. You're just saying. Damn Cowboys fan. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're you're talking football, right? Yeah. Um, we're supposed to be in the off season, but I watched some football a couple days ago. The XFL. I did peep that a little bit. Oh, uh, here we yeah. go. You two with the XFL. Oh, You're going right. Let's go, DC Defenders. Jeez. That's my team. Cordell Jones. I saw four and out, four and out, four and out, four and out. I'm like, I'm bored. I'd say you know, one of the most interesting. <laughs> Have you things seen their I've kickoffs? Seen. Yes, their kickoffs are very interesting. What are they? Five, ten, ten yards apart. Yeah. Five yards apart. Yeah, five like yards that. apart. Yeah. Like that is so awesome to me. They, the ball they, has they to do pass the thirty. Yes. Like, it's an automatic return. Like, and then one of the cooler things I've seen, so I forget, I think, I forgot what happened. I think one of the quarterbacks had thrown an interception. So he he walks off the field, and the interviewer was right there in his face. And he's just like, interview's like, so what happened out there? And the guy was like, guy drops an F-bomb right there on live television, ABC. And I'm just like, dude, this is awesome. This is awesome. When you catch players in the moment like that, you Man. Yeah, I, I like hey, oh, doing their damn yeah. job. I like how you can hear what the coach is saying to the players and what the players are saying on the field. Yes. And there's you know, there's a lot more action in the XFL now the um you know how in the NFL it's getting a little more soft. And a little? Uh, yeah. <laughs> DC Defenders got Cordell Jones. Yeah, yeah. And he won sixteen for twenty six, two hundred and ninety one yards with two touchdowns. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. It was an interesting uh Interesting game to watch. The reason, it was. The reason they now kick let's see off, if they don't flop. The reason they kick off like season. that is to prevent injury, apparently. Mm. Yeah. So, all I'm saying is, I think that the NFL should adopt, adopt what, that? not all, but some, just some of the concepts that the XFL is offering, and <sighs> at least, and even if they are, and 
I think the NFL should invest in some kind of a relationship with the XFL and make it almost as if minor like a league. minor league. Well, this is what the, this is why just like um the what was the other league? The problem is I don't the, know if a minor yeah, league. Yeah. I know what you're talking I about. I don't know if a minor league would work with football specifically unless the teams are using the same exact systems. Both coaches of the NFL well, here's team the problem with and that. the minor league there, team are on the same page. I, I agree with you, but there's only eight teams in this this new thing no, that they're yeah, doing, and yeah. there's 30. I mean, it's just I don't know, I don't know how to. A lot of work. money would need to be poured into it. A yeah. lot. Oh, of course. It would Vince be. McMahon was running this thing through his own pockets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Hey, man. He got crazy money. I know he does. Hey, but thank I mean, you to the think, WWE. Think, of, think about all the money this is costing, the uniforms, the TV ratings, the traveling. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. Even Johnny Manziel didn't want to play for the XFL. Oh, which is crazy. Anybody, can somebody pull up the ratings real fast and see how they see what, how they, they, had, they did? I think I heard they had like 3 million viewers. So they had a decent amount. They of had money. a lot of people in those stands, I'll yeah. tell you that. They had, I don't know dec- they, they had a decent first first day uh, rating. In like, 2001, seriously. they had 14 million viewers. <laughs> and I, I don't know about the, that was, this year. That was around the, the attitude. I'll tell you era. who played well. P.J. Walker, <laughs> former Temple quarterback for the Houston, yes. uh, whoever the XFL team is down there. The Houston whoever. <laughs> Roughnecks. The Houston the Roughnecks. Roughnecks. <laughs> yeah, the Houston show. Roughnecks. Shout out my boy P.J. Walker. <laughs> the quarterback of the Roughnecks. <laughs> Bunch of low lowlifes. All I'm saying is, but the, the XFL, I think... I. I think it has potential, and I really do. I really do hope it succeeds. The league got really canceled do. once before. Yeah, I know, but I hope well, it succeeds see, this time. We shall see. But unlike, uh, you know, I'm going to compare this to the hockey million talk. viewers on ABC. We're going to yep. cut this I, in half, like and we're going to go. We're going to fly we the hockey team, and <laughs> we're going to go XFL. I didn't know that. And the audience is going to have to decide. Doesn't their mascot hit? Who you they know want, what? Who they want to listen to? Who they want to listen to? Nobody cares about hockey, man. Scott Free. Didn't do it. If if the mascot really assaulted your kid, why would you go to a chiropractor <laughs> and not a real doctor? You go to a co- quit free yucking gritty. my yum. Free gritty. Gritty is free. Yeah, hey, he, he, got he, he got off. He, yeah. He's good. And he's still doing crazy things like throwing cakes in people's faces and he does what mooning he wants. people. Yes. That's why he represents Philly fans. He yes. does. Yes, he, he does. does. No, no one better than that. No, but... No, All right, hey, guys, let's hear how the Flyers good. are doing. Hey, yeah, hey, they got a couple actually, minutes. They're actually doing pretty solid, even though they are outside of the playoff spot. Carter Hart is going to return Carter tonight, Hart's Chris. Carter Hart's returning tonight. Uh, he has a mask. Um, he he's, he uh, painted a new mask in honor of Ray Emery, who passed away last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to be wearing that. Uh, they got huge games coming up. Two against the Florida Panthers, who are directly behind them in the standings. Mm-hmm. They got a game against the Islanders tomorrow, who's ahead of them. And then they got two games against Columbus next week. The two against Columbus is what I have circled. Oh, yeah. That's gonna oh, be, yeah they're ahead of us. And those are going to be two big games. And if they lose all of those games, then yeah, stick a fork in them. They're done. I feel like every year we're in the He's same position, and it's team. like there's, there's Columbus, Florida, all these different little teams. We're all leapfrogging. Florida and Columbus us. used to be bottom of the league. I know, but they're but, now it's all they're all jockeying for position, and oh, we're yeah. we're always the odd team out. It feels like. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Like, why can't we just? And I'm looking at the standings every day. They change so fast and and quickly because everybody's like one point apart from each other. Why can't we just be that one team like Pittsburgh, who's always like seven points ahead? They're always like seven, eight points ahead. You want to know why we're not Pittsburgh? Because when they suck, they suck. No one shows up. They're (laughs) going to go into bankruptcy, and then suddenly they get the greatest player of all time, and then the the cycle keeps going. 
Mario Lemieux, and then he retires. Oh, they suck again. No one's coming to the game. And then bro. they get too much horse. It's too much. Sidney Crosby and then Evgeny Malkin. And they pull players out of their butts like Jake Gensel and Connor Sheary and Connor Sheary. Zach Aston Reese. And they all turn into decent players because they play with the best player in the goddamn world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No. What's the matter with you? No, he's, I want to see people rip their heart out of their He's right chest. about that. And Chris, T- I, will, T- I will be tuned yeah. in tonight. T- 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 Chris, are you watching the game tonight? Yeah, of I'm course. I'm tuned in. I'm T- tuned in. Yes. If, if the greatest quarterback in the world tells you, hey, run this route and just put your hands out and the ball will land in your damn hands. Yeah, you're, you're probably going to catch it. Well, and it's going to make you look great. He right? Did, he did, but Nelson Aguilar didn't do it. All right, all right. <laughs> Before we shut down the show, I just want to just ask this this person walking up if she wants to play first base for the Phillies. <laughs> because we still need a first baseman because we're going to trade Reese Hoskins for okay. Chris Bryant. Hey, maybe you can put Chris Bryant at first. Mm. All right, T. Let's shut and it then, down. And then who's going to play third? Oh God! Say your thing, T. <laughs> if you guys missed any of this episode, you can always go to. Philly Dash Experience, that's simplecast.com. We're available on all major platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and more. Tune in. Yes. All right. That was funny. <laughs> Are we recruiting? Is there anybody, anybody else outside we can recruit for the Philadelphia Phillies first you baseman? Tanner, spot? It looked like you almost tripped there. No, we can't recruit Tanner. I don't know that much. It's too sloppy. Hey, all you got to do is stand at first base and catch the damn ball. <laughs> But they are who we thought they were. Kind of circumcising the mosquito. Give me a green right slot, spider two Y banana. It's funny to me too.